Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 127 of Intuitive Bites. Today we're going to be talking about all or nothing thinking and all the ways that this shows up on the intuitive eating journey, especially when you're kind of first making that move from the depths of diet culture and diet mentality and trying to move towards intuitive eating. This just shows up time and time again. So I am going to run through kind of three of the main ways I see this popping up with the clients that I work with, Um, but really this list could be endless because it just happens over and over again. But part of this healing process is moving towards that gray area. Um, So I'm going to share with you how we can kind of shift some of this all or nothing thinking to more of that gray area that really is going to support healing. But before we dive into the episode today, just a reminder to leave a rating or review of this podcast on iTunes if you have not already. I'm so appreciative to those of you who have already taken the time to do so. Um, I mention it a lot here, but obviously it makes a really big difference when we have more ratings and reviews on how much this podcast gets out to more and more people. Um, So very much appreciate that. And if you could just take a moment to do that, uh, that would be amazing. Okay, let's dive into today's topic. So the number one way that I see all or nothing thinking showing up with the clients that I work with is this idea of eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full, period, end of sentence, very black and white, right? Thinking of intuitive eating through this narrow lens of like, yeah, it's all about just like eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, Um, essentially the hunger and fullness diet, right? (laughs) Um, It's all or nothing. So where is the nuance here? How can we add nuance? Obviously, like when you are first moving from dieting, to trying to heal your relationship to food, there is a healing process that needs to happen. We are not just going to dive straight to honoring our cues. There's a lot that needs to happen in between. So it's very normal and actually part of the healing process to eat past fullness during that healing process. And we can't just bypass this part. So eating past fullness is actually going to be part of your intuitive eating healing journey. So if we just look at it as intuitive eating is stopping when you're full, then we're going to miss out on the truth, which is that, yeah, you're, you're going to eat past fullness sometimes. Um, also eating when you're hungry, right? We need to find the gray area there. Sometimes you are going to need to eat at times when you're not necessarily hungry, but you know if you don't eat right now, then in 45 minutes or an hour, you're going to be sitting in your meeting and you're going to start getting too hungry, right? So that is an example of a time when maybe you're going to eat when you're not hungry. Also, maybe it's like a celebration or a holiday or whatever else, or maybe you um, are going out to eat with a friend and 
you, yeah, aren't feeling particularly starving, but you're going to, you know, you still want to enjoy that, that time with your friend and you are deciding that you do want to eat, even though the hunger isn't necessarily there. So lots of examples for somebody who's really new to intuitive eating. And this happens with almost every client I work with. I feel like there are going to be times of your day that you are actually so disconnected from your hunger cues right now that you need to like kind of invite yourself to eat even though the hunger cues aren't there, oftentimes that's breakfast, right? So you wake up in the morning, not really feeling hungry, not really feeling like you need anything, but adding in nourishment at that time is going to support you in moving towards more connection to your body's cues. It's going to support your body in actually feeling better fed, better fueled, better nourished. Um, and yet it's not a hunger cue that we are using to guide that choice. So I really could talk about this forever and ever and ever, but the biggest takeaway with this form of all or nothing thinking is that intuitive eating is much more complex and much more in the gray area than simply eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. And if you are operating outside of those things sometimes, then you're probably doing it right. <laughs> like that, that is to be expected and very, very normal. Um, yeah, and, and I think too, just to speak to that like hunger and fullness diet mentality, um, just putting too much pressure on yourself to do it perfectly, quote unquote, um, is really where this becomes problematic. So this does not have to be perfect. It isn't going to be perfect. Um, allow yourself to be curious about the times when you are eating outside of hunger or you're eating past fullness, like what, like allow that curiosity to come in of like, what is driving that? Right. And is this problematic or is this just totally normal? What might I be able to do for myself next time to, um, address this if it does feel like it needs to be addressed. Okay. Number two is getting into this mindset of, okay, I'm either going to eat what I want to eat for breakfast and what sounds delicious and satisfying and yummy, or I'm going to eat what I quote unquote think I should eat or what I think will sustain me and like really hold me through the morning or be really nourishing. Right. So it's like what I, however you want to phrase it, getting into this thinking of like, I'm either going to eat what I want to eat or eat the thing that I think I should eat. And that could be breakfast. That could be like your snacks, right? When you're thinking of snacks, like, are you operating from a mindset of like, what's going to be nourishing very specifically, but not incorporating thinking about what's going to be satisfying and delicious and what you want to eat. So what I often invite clients to consider is that we can, it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? It can be both. Maybe that looks like, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe that looks like having a Pop-Tart for breakfast because you're working on healing your relationship with Pop-Tarts and they sound delicious and so yummy. But you also know if you just eat a Pop-Tart that 45 minutes later, you're going to be hungry again. So then we're going to add in some eggs and toast or some and some fruit, right? And some other things, but we're still going to enjoy the pop tart. So it can be both, right? And for snacks, like you can have the chips and the piece of fruit and some nuts, right? Um, like you can have both something that's going to be sustaining and hold you over and nourishing 
and this other item that maybe is going to hit more of that satisfaction note but really isn't going to have that sustaining factor. You can have both. <laughs> okay. And finally, my example number three here is this idea that every meal needs to be 100% satisfying. So this is something I've uh, kind of a trap I find some folks getting into where they're like, I don't know what I want to eat. I can't figure out what sounds the most satisfying or, um, yeah, like, or, or getting into this mindset of like, should I just like drop everything and like go out and get that thing that sounds like the best in the world to me? Because maybe that doesn't sound financially really feasible or it doesn't logistically make sense for me to always drop everything to go get the most satisfying thing. So this is my invitation to you to consider that not every meal has to be 100% satisfying or exactly what you want to eat. And in fact, that's really not going to be reasonable or sustainable in the long term to do that. Um, I do think early in your intuitive eating journey, when you are moving out of this place of like years and years and maybe decades of not prioritizing satisfaction in your eating, if you can embrace satisfaction and really honoring that as often as you can in the beginning, that's amazing, right? Like you deserve that. And like, that's kind of the pendulum swinging of like, yeah, we're really going to go <laughs> all out on prioritizing satisfaction for a period of time. Um, but if it's not always 100% possible, that makes perfect sense. And that's totally fine. Um, but definitely, like eventually, when we move into a space where like some meals are just kind of getting the nourishment and getting the job done. And that's okay. We can think about it in terms of like, okay, yeah, this like whatever turkey sandwich I have for lunch is kind of like whatever. But what can I add that is like a, maybe a, a more satisfying element? Maybe it's going to be like some chipotle mayo that's just going to totally change <laughs> the, the experience of eating that sandwich. Maybe it's simply going to be like, I don't even know, um, I, I, something like a, a cupcake or something on the side or a piece of chocolate, whatever. Um, so it can be just like incorporating intentionally a satisfying element and just having your, your mindset in such a way that you do prioritize satisfaction, even if it's not a hundred percent of the time or a hundred percent of the meal or whatever. Um, but once again, it's this idea of like, are you trying to do it perfectly? Quote unquote, and can we take some of that pressure off and allow it to be messy, allow it to be imperfect? Because actually being in that space is going to be the most healing for you. Okay. All right, guys, I hope this is resonating for you. I hope that, uh, yeah, you've found some ways that maybe you've been stuck in all or nothing thinking that you can kind of move away from. Um, once again, just a reminder, if this uh, if this podcast has been helpful to you, if you're enjoying it, uh, I would greatly appreciate you taking a moment to leave a rating or review. Uh, as many of you know, I'll be going on my maternity leave in just, I guess, a few months at this point, or who knows, maybe sometime before that too. It's very <laughs> unpredictable with twins. Um, but yeah, my plan is to keep releasing these podcast episodes throughout the time that I'm away. So I'm working on um, building up just kind of a backlog of episodes for you guys. But basically what I'm saying is if you could just take a moment to leave that rating or review, um, that will be really helpful in allowing the podcast to kind of stay afloat while I'm gone. Um, and I would really appreciate it. 
All right. I hope you have a good rest of your week ahead and I will talk to you soon.